0: <laughs> Did I
1: catch you on guard there? Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the movies. Um before we start tonight, um, because Thoughts from the Bench is a sports channel and we cannot ignore what is happening across all of major sports right now. Um there are the entire NBA is shut down. Um, and there are, I think, all the rest of the M- uh, MLB is shut down mm-hmm. um, over the recent uh, shootings in Wisconsin. And um, we at Thoughts from the Bench stand with the teams that have made that decision. Um, we support their right to protest. Um, we had a conversation today as to whether or not we should even go on the air. Um, we decided that we would go on the air and um, we would just say we support them and um, we agree that Black Lives Matter and that change needs to happen. Um, More will be discussed tomorrow on Two Beers Deep at 6 right here on Twitch. Um, But for tonight, uh, we will just continue on with our show. And, uh, yeah, so.
0: Well said. Yeah.
1: The show... Tonight though, oh, and Austin's back. I was gonna say, hey, Austin. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Sorry, yes. I was super serious. <laughs> I totally forgot yeah. to say, hey,
2: you're back. It's uh, it's good being back with the boys. Yes. It's a weird feeling, uh, not being on every week. But you know what? I have, I'm happy to be here.
1: Well, you got a pretty big show. Mm-hmm. The go ahead. Why? I I think we can we can drop the name. Just just say the name.
2: Uh, so. My show will be entitled The Rank King's Court. Ooh. Ooh I like that. I like It'll that be a lot. a uh, show based around... No, no, no no, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't think I was nope. actually going to do it. Just that. Just <laughs> that. <laughs> you can't, you can't plug
1: it, it and we'll at keep, all? Well, no, because <laughs> it's going to be a rollout thing. It's coming okay. in September, but we're going to do plugs and commercials and stuff for it. So. You actually um,
0: thought I was going
1: <laughs> to So there.
0: I was ready. I'm like, what is this? Let me hear it. <laughs> it's
1: been teased. The Rank King's Court. Get excited. Um... Yeah, um, Zach from the Inzer Mob hopefully will be joining us, um, soon. I we assume he's running late. Um, it was his pick for the movie, so once he gets here, we'll just bring him into the conversation. But the movie was The Town, ta- the 2010 Ben Affleck crime thriller. Um, yeah, uh, we have a list of different topics we're going to get to tonight. Um, but first, just like, did you like the movie Austin? Yeah.
2: I want to <laughs> say that I have seen this before, but it has been forever. Okay. So I don't remember if I've seen it, but I saw it and man, has Ben Affleck been in a bad movie? Yes. I'm sure there have we'll been. We'll find out later. We'll <laughs> find finally, out at the end. Yeah. When most we Most of through the, the ones movies. that I've watched for this researching for this uh, show have not been bad. So true. Nice. Um, yeah, Justin? Two- 2010,
0: this movie came out. Yeah, so it's yes. been a while. And this was his. Oof. Second or third directorial movie? That's the question. Second. Before Argo, because yes. that was 2012. Yes. I think. So he did Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. And then he did this, and yep. then Argo, and then Live by Night. Yes. Um. The town is awesome. I love a great crime movie. I love a great heist movie. Yeah. Uh, this one is just such great characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlestown is such an interesting place that we're going to get into later in Boston. has such a rich history yep. in crime and in the mob. And uh, this was just a ton of fun. I love the town very much.
1: I noticed that you're wearing all Pittsburgh Penguins gear tonight. Um, is that in protest of of just boston sports in general
0: i didn't do that on purpose but luckily it counterbalances your boston looking shirt over there so it's not boston it's not bruins supporting otherwise i would just walk out of the show well but uh you know (laughs) so um hopefully they're losing right now to tampa bay
1: jealousy is an ugly beast um all right so here are some of the topics we have planned for tonight um You can kind of see the list here austin this is a new feature since you've uh come back uh but yeah so we're gonna kind of talk about a a magnitude of different
0: things multitude
1: (laughs) shut the fuck up close um so we're gonna talk about a bunch of different things um and actually uh the first question topic thing we're gonna talk about uh justin luteran proposed so why don't you uh Dig in there, poor SJ loop.
0: Yeah, so usually the format on the show is Josh or I will kind of run things and just discuss stuff that we kind of thought throughout the movie and have the group's discussion on that. And this week we wanted to do more of a roundtable where everyone kind of contributed their own ideas and questions and thoughts and we sort of discussed them, uh, which we thought would be more interesting and inclusive.
1: Oh, f- man. So We are getting a call from the Inzer mob right now. Oh. You're live on air.
3: Hey, uh... <laughs> I'm winging it. I think
1: I'm here. I'm not quite sure. Um, okay. Is it a big gray house in an alley? Yeah. All right. Uh, just come on in. Hey, right on. We'll see if he comes through. He might I'll be breaking well. into somebody's house right now.
0: Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Zach will
1: not be joining us on the show tonight because
0: He'll... he is now in the town. There was a and e in Lawrenceville yeah. tonight at 8.36 p.m. A My little old steps. lady. A little
1: hey! old lady. Little old lady had in, a heart bud. attack. I just grab that chair, died. pull it over to that free mic and What's going on, buddy? jump on in. What's going on, everybody? Sorry about that. You're good, dude.
0: We're just warming it
1: up for you. Yeah, it's we're getting we're just uh, we already talked about the town. Uh, so we know what movie it is, and we yeah. were about to talk about um, Affleck as an epithet.
0: Yeah, Empathetic
1: yeah. uh, I saw his <laughs> shirt, so then I went to Epitaph, which was Bayside's former uh, record label but uh yeah okay. yeah you gotta yeah, slide sure. in there it's big nice guy so. there you go cool yeah.
0: but actually no it's good timing because we cut we just did the intro yeah. and josh mentioned that this was your pick yes, so yes. if you want to just follow it up with why you picked it and everything like that go for it
3: uh yeah i kind of you know it came down to hey you want to pick the next movie and uh i was like do i pick something that's like a classic a cult classic something that you know people might not have heard of. So then uh I threw uh threw a couple at him and came upon the town, which I think is a I don't know, cult classic? Underrated. I think it classic? might just be a regular classic know. at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great fucking movie. Did you you <laughs> it's so it old is. it's a classic now.
0: <laughs> yeah two thousand ten, seriously, yeah. You it's had crazy. seen this before, Zach or no? Yes. Okay.
3: I think I saw it for the first time like at my aunt's house in like Philly, like probably twenty eleven, not too late after it had come out and uh you know i've loved it ever since
0: and you guys had seen it before you said austin you had josh you had not i had not you're the only one who has not seen okay excellent yeah i think we're in consensus though that everyone dug the movie yeah a lot
1: zach why why don't you slide in a little bit and pull that mic a little bit closer to you there let's do that there we go perfect yeah that's better all right um country roads take me home hi derek Thanks for watching. Uh, oh, he... Okay. So, I didn't change these. So, my apologies. And I won't make anybody else sing with me. Uh, now, on Twitch, because we're affiliate... Woohoo! Um, the viewers can make us do things. Which um, I should have changed. Because <laughs> they're still what? set to Idiot Hour. What now? Uh. So, um... If you feel like singing Country Roads Take Me Home uh, along with me, uh, jump, on, jump on in. Yeah, not? If, if, if not, I understand. But, uh, you know, Country Roads take, take me home, home
3: to, to the, the place I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home to oh, Charlestown. Oh, Charlestown. <laughs> All
1: right, yeah.
0: Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's, I'm waiting that. for a record deal to come up in the chat. There, I. You know what? We harmonized quite well, boys. I'm, yeah. I'll give yeah, us I'm some, sure. some credit there. I ain't no music expert. But... So yeah, everybody,
1: uh, everybody dug it. Um, yeah. so let's talk about the first topic.
0: Yeah, and so we were before, right before you came up, we were kind of explaining the new format of oh, the roundtable, oh, sort of. Uh, discussion that we were going to do this week and this one is actually this was mine so this this first point was my idea and I really wanted to talk about Ben Affleck's character because it's really interesting to me that Ben Affleck's character is the emotional core of the movie he's the character whose point of view we see throughout the whole thing Um, and he is a bad guy I mean he is a criminal and a robber and he lives in a crappy part of town and his family are criminals his best friends are criminals and yet there's such a connection to him and we empathize with him and we want him to get out of this life and we want good things for him and I want to ask you guys why that is when all we know about him are pretty much bad things and and we see him struggle with that but we do do we know why do you guys know why I mean why do we empathize with Ben's character
1: well, as a formal, exceptional, standout hockey player, uh, just like Ben Affleck's character, I really vibe with the character. <laughs> you buying that?
4: No, because Cause cause he slides. plays hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I don't know. It's um, I mean, if you have something that like you remember, like oh yeah, that was when he was being a good guy. I mean, please share it. But I feel like his whole history is that he's you know is everything about him points to him being. a A bad bad guy guy. yeah Yeah. no absolutely in our eyes in the viewer's eyes he's kind of the good guy of the story
4: right
2: zach austin oh if he wants to jump in i think i got one but yeah you take it first all right um i think we see in the film basically because going even from the first robbery he's the one that kind of wants to smooth things along without any casualties you know that there's always that bad perceptive guy but wants to get out away with like any casualties Mm -hmm. and that's why i feel like we empathize with him a lot because he's just trying to do this so he can get out he doesn't enjoy doing this Mm -hmm. but it's his only way of essentially surviving
0: but is that true though because he works the job he has the day job at the the masonry breaking rocks right and they've done this they've done multiple robberies and they're making big scores on these things so it, it's Is not like though? they're hurting for it doesn't seem like they're hurting if, for cash i don't
2: know if they're oh big that's true he
1: drives though. that he drives that avalanche though yeah, which, that, which in, in 2010 that avalanche was i think they all got 90k
0: done. didn't they got 90k a piece for that first one i think they said uh, and they have oh, to kick right, They kick right, back to right, because right.
2: that florist, was one of the first but. banks they robbed right because they mm-hmm. robbed only like one of their bank and like six trucks right prior, yeah right
0: so. right so I, I get what you're saying for sure that he doesn't want anybody to get hurt and he calms the girl down and he's sort of like the gentle robber, but he's still a criminal nonetheless. And we don't really know his motives for why he's a criminal, or do do we?
3: Good. I I a point I'll bring up later, I kind of like, we'll kind of elaborate on this so I don't want to get like too crazy into it right now. But I think, I think it's like a 50-50 split, like, As the movie goes on, you know, they show him kind of being compassionate towards the bank teller and such, but they try to uh, narrow that or hone that in with the story about his mom being a junkie and, you know, his dad's in prison, so, you you know, maybe feel for him in that regard. But uh, ultimately, I think, like, I think just, like, um, like the choice of picking Affleck for the role, I think he has a certain kind of, like, you know, male America sweetheart, especially in 2010, that, like, if you pictured, like, Brad Pitt in the same role, I don't think he would have the same kind of, like, quote-unquote, like, boyish charm, you know? Mm -hmm. Or even, like, Mark Wahlberg, like, that other archetypal, like, Boston guy. Right. Like, he has kind of more of a rugged edge than, you know, Affleck does. Affleck, there's something innately relatable of, like... You know, I think more so how people view Casey Affleck now. of just like, oh, he's just that kid from Boston that, like, is doing it for the town, you know, mm. shit like that. So I think that is part of it, like, on in my regard, you know, how I view the film. But they don't really do a great job in the beginning of making you feel a certain way for Affleck. But, you know, I feel like ultimately you do.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point because one of the things was – Is it because of the acting and the performance or is it because of the writing and the story? And like you said, I think Ben sort of has that very gentle nature about him. Like he's a very physically imposing man, but he's at the same time, like when he's talking to Rachel and he's very soft-spoken and his eyes are very earnest. Like that's full-on, I think, his performance coming through as being just sort of a good-natured, well-meaning guy, right? So... Do you guys think that it's it's from the performance more than it is the, the writing and the character? Josh and Austin?
1: I think it has a lot to do with performance. But I'm playing this clip in particular because I think it also has a lot to do with the directorial decisions he made as the director. Um, if you notice throughout the movie, and you can see in this scene here, um, acting with uh, Rebecca Hall, every time he lies the camera gets really tight on his face. Mm -hmm. And every time he's being sincere and truthful, it's backed off significantly.
2: I'm glad you pointed that out.
1: Um, So I think not only is it a a stellar performance from Ben Affleck, but also he enhances his own performance, or a little, you know, (laughs) hand-in-hand there as the director, (laughs) um, by making some really intelligent decisions with his lead character. Um, Oh, look, that, there's... Just a little text coming in there, uh, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that has a lot to do with. I mean, so he just got done telling her a whole bunch of lies here, and then it's gonna pop back out, and it'll be back to a, a, a wider shot. See, look, oh, hey, hey yeah, I'm a happy, nice yeah, yeah. guy now. Yeah, um, so I think I think that has a lot to do with it. Is not just that it's a brilliant performance, but I think the directing in this movie helps that character more than any other character.
0: Interesting. So. Do you guys view him as a good guy, or is he a bad guy? I guess that's really what the question comes down to. Is he a good guy, or is he a bad guy?
2: Let, me, let me put it this way, because that's a, it's really tricky. He's a bad guy with good intentions. Like you? say that. yeah. Say <laughs> that. I'm, the, I'm the bad guy, Billy you, Eilish. Bad <laughs> guy with <laughs> bad intentions. Yeah. Bad guy with he's bad, bad intentions. a bad boy with his Vineyard Whale yeah, yeah. shirt on. So, yeah, he's
1: a bad yeah,
0: guy. Yeah. He's a and, bro. And clarify me, for me, though, boys, because – Do we figure out why he's robbing the banks? I mean, there's that thing with the florist where they're giving him vigs from the robberies, right? And he forces him to do the last one. But he tells Rachel they did—they hit like five trucks and two banks, right?
2: And why is this? What's he doing with the money?
1: Well, it's the family business.
2: Yeah, I would say that he inherited that sense of doing this from his father. Sometimes the only thing you can do is emulate the ones that have come before you.
1: I mean, he's a failed hockey player. Mm. He... Clearly is not cut out for regular work because he only ever cared about hockey and the only other thing he knows is crime.
2: And he's just getting over drug drug addiction and everything too. They said he was addicted to oxy. Oh that's right. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's a bad guy. Gotcha. As I'm fucking putting my foot down. Ben <laughs> yeah. Affleck,
3: bad guy. Bad ben guy stiller, but... good guy. I, 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 gotta, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta. Not say, in this movie, but yeah. yes. <laughs> I think he's I think he is not necessarily the good guy, but he's the best good guy in the film. Because theoretically, you would think John Hamm is the good guy. No, I'm. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, in regard to solving solving the crimes and ending right. the shenanigans in Charlestown going on with these guys here, but so, I mean, <laughs> John Ham's like a piece of shit. And mm-hmm. then yeah. Rachel R- Rebecca Hall, Rachel Hall,
0: Rep- Rebecca Rebecca Rebecca. Rebecca. The character's name is Rachel. Yeah,
3: yes. I mean, she's. She's innocent, but she really doesn't have like much of like, like a. would you want to call her a good guy, like mm. she's just kind of like a a plot device. She's like, a she doesn't interest, have true. like a, I think, yeah. yeah. So
2: would we consider him more an antihero? From yes. a
3: perspective? He's a, no, he's a <laughs> Yes. Yeah. He's yes. just a yes. bad guy. He still down? I think, <laughs> I think he's the definition of an anti-hero. I think he's the quote unquote Tony Soprano of Charlestown. Mm. Which, uh, this wow. movie also made me think of something else, because uh, the guy that's the florist, uh, I only really knew him from Jurassic Park 2. I was going to say, okay. yeah. like, I knew him. His Possible. last name's yeah, fucking actor. crazy. What's his last name? Pete Possoway, yeah, yeah.
0: Very acclaimed. He's dead now, but he was a very talented actor for a well, long time. He
3: deserved it for that performance and the that's talent awesome. because he's such a bastard in it. Is but, he actually uh, Irish? I don't know.
0: I don't want to say he's British, actually, but I have to uh, double okay. check. Okay,
1: well, you know. But,
3: and it kind of made me there, think of something. this. And like, regard to, like, all these mob movies or the mob in general of, like, ultimately spoilers, the movie's 10 fucking years old, so uh, he kills the florist, you know? Mm. And you think, like, why was he beholden to this, like, piece of shit? And you think, you know, it's, like, a sense of, like, duty because it's what his father did and such, but, like, it's, it's just, like, mind-numbing when you think, like, a lot of these, like, mob franchises in, in you know, cinema, but mostly in real life, like, you think a lot of this shit is just from a sense of like you're beholden to somebody else, but still have like a sense of pride because it's like what your father did. So even though you right. might not be in the best situation, it's just like wild to me that people like live in this construct of like, you know, doing something, you know, is like not in your best interest or fucked up, but mm-hmm. you feel like you have to. And you know, it's just wild. Cause like he could have killed this guy, you know, before the movie and took him, took place and you don't even have a movie. But, uh, Definitely. Just something I never really thought about that it made me think of watching this.
0: And I think that's something we'll dive into a little more when, when we get into the Charlestown section because we want to do a little breakdown of that whole area on its own. But uh, good stuff about Ben Affleck, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to the next one. So we talked about Ben's character. And then, Austin, this was this was mine, your yeah. point, I think.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love Blake Lively in general. So I... For one forgot that she was in this movie when i first started watching and then she popped on screen now i was like oh yes give me (laughs) some blake Lively, (laughs) baby um but my question for you guys is do you guys sympathize with her character like we go through and we find out that she was put on drugs at a young age and ultimately it's never like confirmed but we believe that her kid is doug's ben affleck's character's kid and the sister of her of his friend that took the bullet for him and took 9 years in prison like throughout the film we she makes a lot of decisions that make you like want to hate her in this movie but do we sympathize with it because that's what she was brought up with and what she was dealt like the life's cards with or do we just say she's a piece of shit and we move on
3: I'm saying she's a piece of shit. Somebody's got to say it. And, 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 and I'll, I'll, I'll say it because, uh, you know, uh, I love the town, you know, but it's one of those, and, like, I think I said this before talking about uh, maybe, I don't even know what movie it was, but I don't like The Departed, you know. But there's, hey, a, uh, lot these, there's a lot of these, you know, Boston you. movies where, like, the fighter, like, they call, like, what, Mark Wahlberg sister's, like, mm-hmm. MTV girls and shit. Yeah. And of all the, like, tropes that are, like, super exhausted in these mm. Boston movies, Blake Lively's character is the most played out one. Interesting. You know, I just, I'm, I appreciate it. I was glad to see her, but yeah, I, I could have, you know, whatever. <laughs> Fuck her.
0: <laughs> uh, I think I agree... With Zach on that one, you know, she, like Austin said, grew up in this world and her circumstances were what they were that kind of forced her or led her down this path of drugs and addiction and things like that, prostitution. And there's something to be said for that. Um, But... There are also a lot of people who have had similar lives and pulled themselves out and recovered and were able to turn things around. And I think it represents a certain weakness in her character that she didn't and she doesn't and just continues to not even show any signs that she wants to in this movie be any different than she is. So because I don't see her trying or making an effort and just continuing on, I can't feel sympathy for her, as shitty as her circumstances are.
2: Now, I'll say this, because I believe that she makes at least one attempt, but that's after um, guy's name I'm losing track of, FBI John guy, Hamm. Yeah, had already talked to her, and then she goes and decides, like, hey, I want out of this life, I finally want out of this life, but Ben Affleck essentially shuts her out completely. And like I said, we don't know if this is his kid or not because it never really specifies. There's only, like, one interaction with it between him and Jeremy Renner's character. I, like, you got to figure that's a pretty shitty thing to just drop on somebody that has been with you your entire life that to say, like, oh, I'm done. I'm out. I'm going with another woman. Like, do we expect her to not react in a piece of shit way? I mean, like, think about that for a hot second. Like, if the kid is actually his... He's willing to be like, nah, don't want anything to do with it. I'm gone. I want out. Which eventually then causes her to, you know, put, like, I think, like, what, three <laughs> drugs in her system and crash the car, almost killing the child, which doesn't help prove my point at all. But still. Like, yeah, I can't say for sure if it was
0: his kid or not. I feel like it was hinted at that. But I also think that the way his character is it doesn't seem like someone who would just abandon his child because... He's That's so what much about seems. family and loyalty and all that stuff, but I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I I sympathize with her as someone who, um, is known Ben Affleck for a long time. And is in a relationship with him and loves him obviously, but she's just damaged and it doesn't work. And he wants somebody different and wants out, and that sucks for her. And I sympathize with her in that regard. But as far as her shitty life going, I don't
1: okay uh derek asks where does it rank all time as far as mob slash crime types that's uh is
0: that where does the movie rank
1: no i think what was that i think that that trope and i think with zach i i 100 agree i think it's the worst (laughs) uh it doesn't make a top 10 list because it's a it's a unneeded plot device that you could do so much more with um she doesn't need to be a hooker. She doesn't need to be on drugs. She could have just been like a, somebody who was in love or in a relationship with Ben Affleck. I hate the hooker who spoils the plot for everybody. She's the ex machina of the movie, not the movie. I'm not, but I'm referring to the script. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, but she's 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 the, the out card, right? She's written into that script solely to spoil the ending of the movie. So, um I think the character's worthless. Whether or not Blake Lively's playing it, I don't really care. I just think the character is worthless. And um how come it's never a dude? It's always a chick.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna respond sort of to that. And okay. not not necessarily your your last point about why it's always a chick, but I will say that I think that what you were saying about her only serving a purpose to give John him, you know, an out at the end. There, mm-hmm. I think that the whole purpose of her character being a prostitute and being as weak as she is, as as weak as she is, like we were talking about before, is that she is the only one that he can get to these guys through because she's weak. I mean, this is a town where loyalty is the key mm-hmm. to everything, and no one would ever rat on anyone and the only reason she does is because she's so vulnerable she's in such a shitty position that she has no choice to whereas everyone else in this town would say doesn't matter they'd say fuck you to this fbi guy so she's literally the only person in the movie that he can push up on the only in that he has into the town so i think she's underrated in her importance
3: actually i'll uh i'll kind of play off of that and uh like uh, <clears throat> like you were saying earlier, it's like one of the it doesn't make the top ten of like these mob tropes, and I think it like, in in the regard that I don't like it, I agree. But in the regard that I think it's in almost every mob movie, I think it's like a top five like plot device in every yeah. mob movie. Like you have Sharon Stone in Casino, you have Ray Liotta's girlfriend that isn't his wife in Goodfellas, and it's uh it's that character that kind of like fucks things up for them you know, to a certain extent, you know. But then also, and like you were saying, why is it always a woman? But in these movies, like, <clears throat> yeah, it's Blake Lively, but then it's also Jeremy Renner, you know. And Casino, it's Sharon Stone, but Joe Pesci also fucks over Robert De Niro. In Goodfellas, it's his fucked up girlfriend, but it's also Joe Pesci. I think, like, a lot of the times they set these, like, female character up as, like, they're the most clearly, you know like, the the nagging woman in their life or whatever. So you, like, see, like, oh, my God, like, she's fucking everything up. And it kind of is the, like, switcheroo where it's like, oh, no, gotcha. It's your best fucking friend that really fucks everything up for you, you know. so Well, that's
0: interesting because it's two types of fucking up, right? So yeah. it's Blake Lively is fucking up in that she is weak and she's pressed on and she gives up things that she – shouldn't give up and that other people wouldn't give up and that fucks things up whereas the Jeremy Renner character or the Joe Pesci character in uh, Casino or Goodfellas are fuck-ups in the sense that they are not going to give you up based on loyalty they are just so hot-headed and violent and temperamental that they just naturally are going to fuck things up because they're so on edge but it's so it's a different kind of fucking up and it's interesting that like Josh was saying why is the And what Zach was saying about, like, the nagging, weak side character is always a woman. You're right. But uh, I think that's certainly something that's reflective of the times of being, you know, a decade or more older. But there is something to be said for that argument, I think.
1: All right. Um,
3: I think we exhausted that one. (laughs) Let's move on. Uh, She didn't deserve that much from us. How many (laughs) times? too much gossip. Yeah, for
0: the gossip girl. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: You've been thinking about
0: that one all day. I had a gossip girl pun that I was going to put in the beginning, but I couldn't remember which if it was Gossip Girl or Golden Girl or no, whatever gossip fucking girl. all the girl shows. Fucking Blanche.
1: How many times
0: <laughs> did
1: Jeremy Renner listen to jump around in preparation for this role? He was hyped. Yeah. He was into it. Um can we just talk about the Oscar nominated jeremy renner for his performance in the fucking town
0: the only oscar nominee of this movie was jeremy renner's performance Yep,
1: he was fucking awesome yeah like from the drop i'm like mm, this is gonna be good i love jeremy renner in this he's my favorite character in this he is badass in this he's on the edge he plays a character that is like is if we're referring to the top 10 tropes he's my favorite trope yeah. He's the Joe Pesci trope, right? He's yeah. the, like, yeah. way over the edge, like, living and breathing the mob mentality, like, all that kind of shit. And Jeremy Renner maybe does it better than anybody
0: except
2: jo- Joe I was going to say, you put Joe Pesci yeah, in that's, better. That's
0: putting the bar pretty high.
1: I, I don't know. But that's, that's how much I really enjoyed his performance in this movie. Mm-hmm. I literally believed him. Like, Ben Affleck is almost too big of a movie star – for me to 100 believe him i'm always like that's ben affleck in a movie jeremy renner like became this character like when he was wearing that celtics tracksuit that matched the top of the bottom <laughs> or like the uh ben affleck's like i need you to help me with something you can't ask me any questions and i'm not telling you where we're going but we're gonna hurt somebody and jeremy renner's only response is which car are we taking like Fucking brilliant!
0: I knew you were gonna love that line. He yeah, was yeah. so good. Best, in this it might be the best movie. line in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God,
1: say? did I love Jimmy Renner
3: in this movie? Yeah, I had to look up if he was actually from Boston or not. Nope. I was almost convinced. I was like, I gotta take it to Google real quick. I gotta take Google. <laughs>
1: Google
0: smartened me up.
3: <laughs> I needed answers.
0: Jeremy Renner really I, need, Boston? I want to see where this was at in his filmography because Jeremy Renner, before Marvel, was an indie guy. And he, this was 2010, so I, I don't really know how many people's radar he would have been on at this time, to be honest. He's he on did, it after this. He did The Hurt Locker in 2008, which won Best Picture. Yes. And he, uh, other than that, he was just in supporting roles in a lot of movies that most people probably never heard of. I mean, to, Hurt Locker was really his breakout, and then this was – after that by two years but i i still and a lot of people didn't see her locker it didn't do very much money so i still think right jeremy which runner, is crazy this this is probably what put him on the map a little bit more so agreed uh i just
1: i i just doesn't even a topic i just want to talk about how badass jeremy runner is in this movie and i really want to know did he get house of pain lyrics tattooed into his skin <laughs> In preparation for <laughs> the, he seemed film. like
0: he went deep into it. He might have.
3: He probably just had like slain like rapid for i I'm like in the trailer before <laughs> yes. every fucking scene. <laughs> yes. he was yeah. like, "You're in that scene. Just fucking sing the song for me. Come on." Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it, so and what what do you guys think? And this ties back into Ben Affleck's character, right? Because these are childhood friends who essentially had the same lives, but just viewed them so differently. What do you think the difference was between the two of them that they had such different wants and and goals in their life i mean jeremy renner just wanted to be this life or he was just so deep into it so committed to it he would never think of anything else and he did nine years in prison for his buddy and he comes out and he's like i'm not gonna ask you to forgive me you know but uh and then ben affleck is just wanting to get out of this life and one's violent one's not so violent that they're just totally different personalities but they're so much the same person so what is it about them do you guys think that where do they diverge in their lives?
1: I think it has to do with with literally Ben Affleck's like it's a throwaway kind of part of the movie, but that Ben Affleck was going to is a professional hockey player, former professional hockey player. Jeremy Renner in the movie plays the role of the best friend of the popular guy, the best friend of the good looking guy, the best friend of the popular guy, the best friend of the ex athlete. And Jeremy Renner knew from that moment. He was not getting out of Charlestown, but he knew his buddy could. Yeah. He knew his buddy had a chance, right? And that's why he takes the blame for him mm-hmm. because he wants Ben Affleck to, to to not have that stink on him. And it's partially self-serving, though, too, because then he still gets to be the best friend of the the mayor, basically, of Charlestown.
2: Yeah. Um, with that, I think you could argue that the exact thing that happens that splits it is that event, right? Because yeah. Jeremy Renner doesn't interfere – then he has a chance to live a perfectly normal life, however he so chooses. Whereas Ben Affleck then would go to prison and would then essentially, I would argue, could be the Jeremy Renner character when he gets out in nine years. So it's that exact event that takes two guys of the exact caliber and splits it. Essentially flips the coin, one light, one dark. That's how it turns out.
1: I don't think they're as equal, though, as, as we're giving them credit for.
2: I think they both have equal opportunity.
1: I feel like I feel like even though he his dad was you know a, a a a robber too and so was Jeremy Renner's dad. It just feels like Ben Affleck has a silver spoon in his mouth in comparison to Jeremy Renner.
2: A uh, silver spoon in regard to his ability to play athletics or
1: Yeah, like he he was out. Okay. He was out. Right. Okay. And he couldn't fucking ha- he couldn't hack it. And then he got dragged back in.
3: I think it comes down back to this like Boston mafia sense of like this like code they have. So let's say Jeremy Renner does this bid for Ben Affleck in the hope that he's going to become this professional hockey player, you know, and uh, he doesn't. So Jeremy Renner gets out and he's like, well, you know, I might have done this thing for you, but, uh, you know, that didn't pan out. But you knocked up my sister, allegedly. Allegedly you know, and have a child with her. So the next move in that code is, like, you're going to do right by my sister and, you know, raise that kid. And then, like, we got the family still. You know, and Ben Affleck's like, no, like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So I think Jeremy Renner probably, like, feels betrayed in that regard and that kind of causes, like, a division among them. And I think that's kind of where the silver spoon thing, like, I see that on my end is, like, Jeremy Renner's like, You know, you had one golden opportunity, which was, you know, professional hockey. And now you have this other golden opportunity, like, be a good father, stay in the town, you know, be like that guy, you know. And he doesn't even want that. And Jeremy Renner's like, well, like, what the fuck else do you want? Like, this is all that there is in Charlestown. Like, if you don't get the way out, you got a role to fill. And, like, you don't want to do that. you better than me, you know, some shit like that. So I think that's what causes, like, a division amongst them.
0: Well, it's really interesting you say that because actually our next topic is Charlestown and how it's such a big character in the movie. And this was my topic I really wanted to discuss with you guys because anytime we we have a crime movie or a movie in the hood or just some kind of rough street neighborhood, uh, whether it's you know Boys in the Hood and Straight Out of Compton or crime movies or whatever it is, there's always this there's this code of the streets. And it's so fascinating to me, you know, this code of loyalty and a brotherhood. And I think it's in Mystic River, actually, which takes place in Charlestown, where the guy says uh, there's some kind of crime being committed. And Kevin Bacon's character says, if these fucking guys get back across that bridge, it's never we're never solving this because that whole town is just going to eat this back up and it'll never come back out there. So it's such a tight-knit, loyal community to each other. And uh, I forget who said it earlier, but John Hamm in this movie is the FBI agent trying to solve the crime, and he's essentially the bad guy of the movie because he's trying to solve a bank robbery. Yeah. But in the <laughs> eyes of in the eyes of everyone in Charlestown, he's evil. He's an asshole, yeah. right? So it's just you but, know when you put it that way. Yeah, it's, yeah uh... but it's just so sort of fascinating to me, and I was curious. Do you, are you guys as fascinated? By it as i am do you think that there's some kind of nobility there that's not really alive anymore that you know this this idea of fuck the rules and fuck the codes and, and being sort of like an outlaw community and just having that mindset because that's always been fascinating to me and obviously not having really grown up in some some neighborhood or community we didn't that have that tub. in Butler. We did not have that in Butler, Pennsylvania. No, we had a lot of stole We stole a, a, a tractor lot of from
1: Trader Horn.
0: We did have a lot of drugs up there, but it was not, nobody uh, th- it was shit, not the Nobody said shit, Austin. Town.
1: Hey, <laughs> no one said shit. <laughs> you really stole a tr- if you stole a shovel and some manure from the Trader Horn by the McDonald's next to the sewage plant, Uh-oh. nobody said
0: no shit. Said What's the statute of limitations on that? Could this be taken to the police? <laughs> Amish Mafia. I hate manure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, so do you guys, I just want to know what your thoughts are about that. And and there's even, there's a fantastic scene in the movie. There's, they rob a bank, they go back to Charlestown, they get out of their car and they're staring at a Boston PD officer who is like in his car looking at them in their gear with their guns and bags of money. Thanks Cody for joining in. In Charlestown. And he just, the cop looks the other way. You know, he just lets them go about their business. I mean, can you guys just tell me if you love that as much as I do, if you love this idea, and wh- why do you think it's so interesting or, or captivating?
2: That's, that's interesting because I had a whole different perspective on that scene. I just thought that he was at odds because there's four guys that are known robbers getting out of a car with loaded, you know, assault rifles, and he's sitting there with a pistol chilling. I think he was like, I'm not fucking with this. I'm just chilling here. I'll look the other way for this.
0: Yeah. No, um, that was, that's him saying, go ahead. I'm not, I don't see this at
2: yeah. all. We, we see that in like so many movies, like you said, with Mystic River and everything, any movie that's, oh, you could argue that was in the second movie we watched too. Um, what was that? Uh, She's got to have bit. it. She's got to have it. Yeah. How that like community works. Oh,
1: fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely.
2: Like, um, It's interesting because all this time we're essentially told live by the system. Go through this. You're supposed to do that in order for your community to view you that way. The community turns on and says, fuck you. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Like, big turn on their part. I love when movies express that because essentially you're taking the system by what movies are telling you to do. And you're like, nah, you don't have to do that. No, fuck it. Jimmy, go around the corner. You don't shoot a dog. Who gives a shit? Like You know what I mean? Like, no one actually...
0: (laughs) I don't know what that was, yeah. but I was just loving it. That was awesome. <laughs> <Is> Brody,
2: okay. <laughs>
3: Fuck dogs. Somebody,
0: somebody
1: check on my dog. Yeah. <laughs> Brody. Take the, take the
3: dog out. <laughs>
2: For a walk, Jimmy.
0: <laughs> yeah, but no, you're right though. It's because it's like, even though in the, the eyes of the greater good, this is the wrong way to think. But within the community, it's the right way to think. And that's how everyone thinks. And when you take up that mantle, you're doing right by that community and by that mindset and by that loyalty and that code. And I've always been so fascinated by that.
3: I agree. I don't think I've ever watched a mob movie and then didn't think I could go outside and beat up 10 fucking people. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just watched... Would that I, not go over well in Mount Lebanon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, weird. I'm at Chipotle trying to get capicola in my fucking burrito, you know? <laughs> Give me the Gabigol, you motherfucker, you know? But I think it's ironic, because I think in the sense of movies, like... It's really hard not to romanticize those ideas. Yes. That's you know, the word. like I love mob movies and I've never grown up in any kind of community like that, you know? Like I'm a, you know, I'm a bitch overall and grew up around bitches. But uh, you know, you're like, "Oh man, that's fucking cool. Like they robbed the bank, they didn't say shit. Like that's sick." And then you see like on the news like, you know, somebody got fucking killed and nobody said anything and then you're like oh that's fucked up you know it's like a fun juxtaposition not fun but like it's it's funny how you know i think most people would feel the same way but if not you know whatever yeah but like you watch a movie and you're like, oh man, the street life's fucking cool. And then you see the street life on the news and you're like, man, that's not fucking cool at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's fun to watch for two hours and you're like, yeah, like I could get behind that. But then like, then you actually as see soon it, as you like, walk outside, if yeah, somebody yeah. like pointed a gun at my face, I'd be like, it was that guy. Like fucking get him. <laughs> I gotta sleep here tonight. Like what if he comes back? You know. So uh, I. I enjoy it, but, like, in in my real-life application (laughs) of, like, being a person, like, somebody put a fucking note on my car, like, the other day about where I parked. I can't let it go, but, like, I know I'm not going to do shit about it, you know, and I know, like, if I was, like, a townie or some shit, like, and I had the support of the community, like, I would bomb whose house I thought it was, (laughs) you know, like, I (laughs) don't fucking care, like, no one's going to say shit, like... I'm gonna hit houses till somebody apologizes, but and that's in my real life, life they yeah, they go yeah, beat that guy up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my real life, I'd just be passive aggressive every sure, time I drive right. past him. You know,
0: well, not even, not even the coolness. <laughs> like,
3: sorry, I was gonna make
1: fun of Zach. All now I don't think I want to make fun of Zach anymore. <laughs> you saw, the,
0: you saw what's underneath. Yeah. Yeah. I know where you live, yeah. motherfucker.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it took me a while, yeah. but yeah. yeah.
0: Well, all right, so let me ask you this. There's the coolness factor of it first. Hold on.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine Zach and Chipotle unwrapping his burrito and putting capicola in it? Yeah. <laughs> He's just like a full Adidas tracksuit, yeah. chain, chest, chest air. Yeah. He's like, yo, give me
3: the capicola. On, and oh, they're burrito. like, sir, this is a Mexican yeah. fast casual restaurant. You know that you guys don't got fucking mozzarella? What the <laughs> oh, yeah. fuck? And I'll be Bang. back there making my own burrito. Like, get the fuck out of here. I said two tortillas. This place is fucking insured. Give me an extra dressing, you oh, bitch. My oh, my God.
0: Oh, man. Okay, but so and then let me follow up with this, though. The coolness factor is definitely a thing. Very right? cool. We all want to yeah. believe, like, we yes. could or would live a life like that, even though in reality we never would, right? But also, do you guys respect these guys who no. are criminals and lowlifes, but there's something – like, Jeremy Renner, he did a decade in prison for a guy. Mm-hmm and he didn't have to mm-hmm. how can you not fucking respect that
1: because i want to be john hams character of course you do You're i'm dead wow. serious <laughs> wow the entire time like when john hams like got his takeout container and he's on the phone he's like close the fucking bridge i'm like that guy i like yeah. that guy
3: he has he has the power that they think they have right right do
0: they, do they not have power though i mean i mean they literally rob a bank Stare a cop in the face and he lets them go without. Standing. But
1: they don't. They only have power as long as they're on that side of the bridge.
0: And he only has power as long as they're on the other side of the bridge. He has no power in Charlestown. I mean, he
3: gets them. There's a lot of cool At shit Fenway. in this movie. There's yeah. a lot of cool shit. Oh, in this that's movie. true. He does get. Yeah. In, I uh, think the easiest, coolest part of this fucking movie is when Affleck goes to see the florist. And that old, fat motherfucker just pulls the shotgun yep. out and, like, tucks it against his gut. That's the steeziest shit I've ever seen. And that might be the baddest motherfucker in the movie. But probably got underlying health conditions. Probably, like, can't play with his grandkids. He gets fucking murdered. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Definitely. You know, I don't I want to be old and fat and worried about my <laughs> fucking life all the time. Like, it's cool, but I don't want that life. So this, this wasn't in our rundown. But let me just
1: propose it to the group. All the other hits are in Charlestown, correct?
0: All the other banks they hit? Yeah. I don't think so. Why would they would not? They wouldn't hit their local community. They're too loyal to their community. Okay, they, so they go all they in go Boston. into Boston and then uh, okay, come back okay, to okay, Charlestown because okay, okay. that's where they know they're safe.
1: My, I was maybe hypothesizing that the Irish guy had them hit in Boston, knowing they'd get caught.
0: That his character I was a little confused on. Like, I don't know why they're kicking VIGs back to that guy and why he's calling the shots. Because he
1: has the inside the inside scoops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the one that knows who's driving the truck that day and like why they can make that hit on that day. He's the guy who's setting it up.
0: Okay. And why does he force Ben to do that last hit?
1: Because he doesn't trust, he doesn't trust Renner on his own. Right.
0: Okay. Right. Gotcha.
1: They're a unit, he says. Yeah. yeah. And Ben Affleck is clearly the brains of that yeah.
3: unit here's something else i want to bring up about like these mob movies and maybe the mob in real life but like you're talking they hit these banks and in, in boston outside of charlestown because they have a sense of the community but like a lot of the times in these like mob movies like the sense of community is like so fucking like weird like imagine only hitting banks of federally insured money that like has really nothing to do with your fucking community Outside of your community, out of the sense of respect, but then still, like, pushing heroin and shit in your own community. Like, it makes no yeah. fucking sense. That's really interesting. It's, like, such a backwards, like, ideal of, you know, uh, devotion to where you live. And I, I feel like it's in, like, every kind of, like, mob movie. But, no, like, you're right. It's yeah. so strange to me.
2: That, yeah, I hadn't it's thought esen- about that. It's essentially getting money from the outside, but pushing it through obvious terrible things in the community to make sure that everyone stays loyal
3: and they're still getting like kickbacks from their i mean like other mob movies like you know we'll talk about or not we'll talk about but like black mass like waddy bulger like he's still like they're still like you know terrorizing businesses in their Mm -hmm. own community for kickbacks and shit like it's not really about like a sense of loyalty but like the guise of why you do this is like oh it's it's for the community you know
2: they make you think man it's fucked up
0: yeah it's just such an interesting dynamic that i've always been fascinated.
1: Yeah. Um, so
0: Rebecca Hall. Believable? This, was, this was your category, right? This is me. Okay.
1: Um, let me just let me just play this clip and uh we'll kinda talk yeah. about it as is as it's it's playing here. Um, hey, I'm getting so ready is, to leave and I'll She now knows ben, like ben Affleck's a bad guy. Confirmed bad guy. And this is how she's gonna react to it. And the gym closes at what nine? Personally, yeah. boys, oh. yeah. I don't buy it. Well, then maybe you. This ca- why don't you call movie, stinkies on your way home? I was like, uh okay, How like she's the love interest, like she's this, she's this, okay, like I kind of get what she serves. She's like the teacher who like stuff. came into this like impoverished <laughs> you know, neighborhood you're gonna be to try says, to do good in the world. Um. You know, maybe maybe this works out. Maybe it doesn't. Um, but can I be honest with you? The entire time I was just like, I wish this was Scarlett Johansson
2: think anybody's denying that
1: <laughs> well, but i just think the uh, i'm talking on an actress level
0: right well hold on a sec let let's clarify this question are you saying that you don't think rebecca hall's acting is believable or you don't think her character i'm is... talking about her acting i okay I, I think that's what i made the topic right i made it
1: rebecca hall
0: believable, believable. yeah so you just don't think her acting is no. as good as it could be no and for this role
1: and unfortunately to her she's stacked up against john Hamm. Jeremy Renner playing the fucking role of his life in Ben Affleck. Yeah. Like she stands out a, as a sore thumb to me as a lesser actor than those three. And it didn't have to be that way. Um and I just bring Scarjo up because I know she can play the, you know, that role. Yeah, right. I you know, she played it so well in Marriage Story. Um mm-hmm. And we know that she could do the accent if they wanted to make her from Boston, um, thanks to Don John. Like, I just really think that, like, it just was, I don't know why I thought Scarlett Johansson, but like a, an actor of that quality, I guess, is what I was searching for. And I just, Scar was the one that I came up with mm-hmm. um, in my head. But I just did not think Rebecca Hall was
0: good in this movie. You so you're saying the whole movie or just that scene? But you you think overall she wasn't doing it for you? No. Interesting. Did you guys think that? I don't. I didn't have a problem
2: with it. So here's what I'll say with it: they bring up the tattoo notion on a couple of instances in this film, like Jeremy Renner's tattoo on the back of his neck with her seeing it. From a character perspective, you figured that's what would have done them in if they're going back to it. How many times he sits down at the table and Ben Affleck has to cover his neck up, but he fi- she finds out from John ham of all things mm-hmm. that, and you figure if you're, if you're that loyal and that respected to Ben Affleck's character, why in the world would you freak out when an FBI agent who probably doesn't know what he's talking about, trying to just like they say, there's, you got to look out for a number one, right? When they're at the diner, like, there's like, you got to look out for number one. They're just trying to go home, clean their paycheck, go home and take a TV dinner and eat. Mm-hmm. So you wonder why did she believe this so instantly? Like that's the problem. Cause I he's have. an
1: FBI agent that yeah. showed up at her door yeah. and was like, your fucking boyfriend's a criminal. Yeah.
2: And
0: it's weird. Cause she lives in, the hang town. on a second. No, wait a minute. Fucking wait a minute. Uh Oh,
1: you know, we were talking about that trader horn robbery earlier. You know who helped me on that robbery? Not that I did it. I did it allegedly. Your girlfriend, Bree.
2: I don't know if that's entirely true. Yeah,
1: because she's from B Town, too. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, uh, no, to, I think to call it does.
2: B Town <laughs> people <laughs> yeah. stick together. Hey, uh, no, wait no, to a no, call no.
0: around. That's no. my, uh, on my there. brother no, over no, there. You should have like, looked up the
3: statute of limitations. Yeah.
0: That's what I said. I'm yeah. like, is this, Is this, are we clear so, of this yet? But so, uh. But No, but back to that. So, and I'm sorry to cut you off real quick, Zach. Let me finish that thought. So, Rebecca Hall lives in the town, but she is not a townie. Correct. So the FBI guy can certainly wave his badge and intimidate her.
1: Yeah, she's from, like, some small town in Minnesota or something.
3: I have uh, two points here. First off, like, uh, I guess three points. One, I agree. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't, like, distracted by her performance, but I think almost anyone else could have done it as well, if not better. And I, I don't particularly... I can't think of her from anything. So, like, if it would have been, like, Scojo, I would have been like, fuck yeah, but, like, Rebecca Hall, like, yeah, whatever. Uh, secondly, I don't know that she knows Affleck. Like, like they just met in a laundromat. Like, I don't think they're that far in their relationship, you know? I think it's, like, their relationship a lot of Affleck, like, sweet-talking her and shit. Mm-hmm. So, she's probably comfortable with him, but, like, doesn't have any real foundations with him. And then, uh, also... I don't know if anyone here has ever been, like, interrogated by any sense of, like, uh, law enforcement. There. one time the state police showed up because they thought I was selling heroin at the rivers. And it was a big fucking misunderstanding. But it was scary. scary Did they thing. have
0: good reason? Did they have probable cause?
3: They had a picture of a guy getting in an elevator and he was fat and had glasses. And I was like, fuck, yeah, I guess, you know. I, same. You know, but, like, I'm just saying, like, when, like, when the fucking, you know. When the Jake show up at your fucking house, you're like five deep with like photocopy pictures of your driver's license and shit. You know, you get a little intimidated. So like, when the police are like, "Hey, well, we might think some shit's going on," you know, maybe. Hey. Like, yeah. Do you For know
1: Bree really? from Butler who helped Josh knock off the Trader Horns? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> just
0: keep. Why don't you just keep saying it? That's good. Yeah. Just keep repeating it. <laughs> this is bad. Anything you else, you else you guys robbed? You were the getaway guy. <laughs> Anything else you guys robbed?
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, to that I can't point, go to Soicly. To
1: know. that
0: point, though, did it John Ham showed her pictures of yeah. the guys? Yeah. But yeah. they are not in the process of the robbery, I guess. Though. No,
1: he showed mug shots
2: yeah oh, but that was, was
0: one, i yeah. think not in relation to the banks like they were just generic mugshots. shots
1: so. yeah you yeah, know he were just they just
2: the pictures that he took it like it the could be it could be everything like when he was like stake, staking them. but out. it was
1: in an fbi folder on fbi paper i mean like yeah. it was very legit looking just from what i saw yeah. <laughs> from my tv i was oh, like wow. oh this is quality paper <laughs> yeah I mean, some if,
3: if glossy it, prints if the FBI showed up at my house tomorrow and I had generic pictures of you guys, I'd be like, "It was just a Twitch stream. Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going yeah. on." Like, be like, you ever see this? You ever movie? seen this guy like, around a Trader Horns? He's like, "Yes." <laughs> I don't know shit about Butler, man. You gotta leave me alone. Yeah. Um, All right. So what the ver- what's
0: Austin and his act? You guys say I'm saying yeah no. or nay on her acting believable or no, you, you weren't into it?
3: I mean, not unbelievable but like i could take it it could have been anybody you know
0: yeah that's kind of me i'm just like it was fine yeah yeah Rebe- i think rebecca hall unfortunately is an actor that a lot of people don't really know from anything i mean she's been in things but it's usually part of an ensemble just like this movie where she gets mm-hmm. unfortunately kind of overshadowed so she's not really a household name
1: um zach yes sir last night you called me with your topic <laughs>
2: This is one that I've been excited about.
1: And I was like, Holy shit, I didn't even realize this was happening. I so we've weave the tail, my friend, and I have some visuals to help you. Okay. Uh, so whenever you're ready. Do you have them like Oh yeah, all? in order. Okay.
3: Yep. <clears throat> so I uh when it was posed to us that we had to come up with questions, I was like, Do I gotta do like fucking trivia? Like I don't like I don't know, you know. I, I kinda liked it because last time I just showed up and you know, Josh had everything fucking painted out, and right. I just had to say some words, you know? So I was like, fuck, you know? So he gives me, he gives some examples last night, and I'm driving home, and uh, I, I can't take any real, like, prolific credit for this. I just want to say, like, this wasn't something I was stewing on since I watched the movie, but <coughs> I did come up with this theory. I don't know. Yeah. I, I noticed something. I don't know. Whatever. And it was this idea of them wearing masks. So, I don't know if you guys know the Fuji's the score, like M to the A, S to the K. You know, wear a mask on your face doesn't make... So, okay. So, it's the idea of, like, wearing a mask to, like, separate your real self from this other self. Okay. So, when they robbed the first bank, they're wearing these skull masks, right? And... Um, as the movie progresses, we realize that Jeremy Renner and Ben Affleck are, while they're involved in the same thing, they're two very different people in a regard. So they're concealing their identities by wearing these masks and Jeremy Renner, he, uh, fucking hits the guy in the face with the gun that was daddy warbucks and the like tv version of annie or whatever the fuck i don't know his name you know who i'm talking the about manager yeah yeah the, what yeah. else is he from daddy. he's been in all kinds yeah of daddy stuff, warbucks yeah. i don't know he's a character actor so <laughs> he they have a plan this whole thing if you're fucking robbing banks you gotta have your shit tight, you, right mm-hmm. so he he like breaks from the plan you know hits this guy in the face and we see jeremy renner's tattoo in the scene you know this little bit of jeremy renner's true self is exposed in the same regard where he can't follow the plan you know so then the next set of robberies is they're wearing the uh the hockey mask so he meets rebecca hall at her house and she's like oh these guys are fucking you know, bothering me and he does the whole thing like which call are we taking so they once again they're concealing their identities right so once again jeremy renner just can't keep the he can't not let these two pass, like not converge so he he shows his face and he's like you know i've seen your face now you've seen mine like he can't keep it together even in this instance you know he he takes his mask off the two lives are converging again so then they do the third robbery or the second robbery with the nun masks you know and it's once again like they've had their discussions about um you know, there are issues with loyalty and such, but they pull off this other, you know, robbery, you know, they're wearing the masks, and once again, they're doing the damn thing, and, uh, no, all is, all is kind of well in this moment, but, you know, the movie itself has shown that there are these kind of issues brewing between them. Whew. So, after this, uh, you know, John Hamm shows, uh, ben affleck's photo to rebecca hall rachel hall sorry rebecca hall Mm -hmm. rebecca hall but when she confronts him he says like hey like i was going i was going to tell you the other night Mm -hmm. she's like this is what you do you just you know fuck me and then you know that's it or whatever he's like no like i tried to tell you the other night blah 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 so in that regard he He's like kind of come clean. Like, he's done with this life. He wants to, he doesn't want to do this job, this last job at Fenway, but he has to Mm -hmm. because of the florist, uh, you know, to set up his Easter egg to get the fuck out. And him and Jeremy Renner have the discussion where Jeremy Renner's like, if you leave, like, what am I going to do? Like, you have responsibilities, you have a son, blah, blah, blah. And this is like the tipping point where Affleck's made up his mind, like, this is who I am, but this is, like, a means to an end. And kind of Renner in the same regard, just, like, this is who I am. Like, I'm this fucking street goon, you know? So they go into this last robbery. And, I mean, they still wear disguises, but, like, they don't wear masks. Like, mm-hmm. there's no masking that that's other it. person oh, because they're, a, they've are they embodied the whole self of it and just who they are. Yeah. Like, Aflag is not this guy and a bank robber. You know, Renner's not the street guy who robs banks, like, that's just, they are who they are, and this is what they have to do, you know? And ultimately, Affleck gets off, Renner, you know, suicide by cop, like, they just, this was it for them, like, for better or worse. And, you know, they're, they're past and the way they end for each other, but they went into this last one saying, like, there's no need to wear a mask, like, we are who we are, this is gonna go down how the fuck it's gonna go down no matter what, you know? And that's kind of what I deduced. That's some deep shit. Yeah, man. Like, <sighs> Very interesting. There are a whole, like, unity
2: essentially wearing the costumes up until they really decide what they're doing and who they are. Right. And then they don't wear – man, that's brilliant. Really and they don't shit. even
1: all wear the same costume in the final
3: robbery.
2: That's true, yeah. Damn.
3: Fucking deep, Zach. You no, know, I do what I can. I <laughs> do what I can. I don't do a lot, but the things I do do, I try.
2: Well, let me
0: pose this to you guys as sort of a rebuttal and Mm -hmm. see if we can justify it here. In this robbery, this is the last one, this is the climax of the movie, they are hitting Fenway. Mm -hmm. And they need to gain access to Fenway and cross paths with multiple people to start without suspicion. So does that alone justify going without
3: masks? Shut maybe up. maybe not. Zach's
1: point is so good. Don't even don't no, even no, try no, to no, pick up thought about this because I, I oh, thought about yeah. this.
3: there we go. Yeah, thought fuck about this. you, Justin. No no no. Because even in a, in a kind of regard of this being the last one, like the end of the line for both their characters, like if you live in Boston, what's bigger than fucking Fenway? Right. Like this is it. This is like the jackpot. And then I was thinking, i like, oh, they don't wear masks. Like, but like masks wouldn't. Like, just the disguise is more self-serving for what they're trying to do than a mask would. Like. If you were a security guard at Fenway and three guys showed up dressed like Ronald McDonald, you'd be like, "I'm shooting this motherfucker! Like, what's going <laughs> on?" Yeah. ass Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, this is a way because they don't. I guess in the in the ambulance and shit, they have like heavy like artillery and mm-hmm. shit, but mm-hmm. like they need handguns. How how the fuck are you gonna sneak a handgun into Fenway besides like dress as a cop? Right. So they don't. I'm still going with my whole mask thing. Yeah. I'll die on that hill right now. But, <laughs> but like they, they, they don't need them like that. I think that's part of it. Like just like in the plot device of the movie, like a mask wouldn't help them at all in this instance. The right. whole point
2: of it is trying to just preserve identity throughout the entire film to make sure they don't know who's what, right. but it's, it's taken to another level in this scene where they learn so much about each other and who they are that it's brilliant to have Fenway be the last thing, because of course you're not going to wear, you know, mass or anything, but you're going to wear a costume in your own regard. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Can it be both, Justin?
2: It could be both. Okay.
1: That's the purpose of the discussion. <laughs> okay. It could it's be. both. Yeah.
0: I love, yeah, I love the points that Zach brought up. I hadn't thought about that at all. And that is a really interesting. I told take. you,
1: Justin's like, tell me Zach's point. Tell me Zach's point. I'm like, nope. He was teasing it. <laughs> I yeah. want it to happen live yeah. on air. And Hold on. I, oh, I mean, ahead. and
3: and I, I think I think it does work as both because uh, I think at that point in the movie, like the symbolism of the mask isn't needed anymore. Like, yeah, they're gonna do this. Like I said, like they don't. Like the mask is off. They they're coming to terms with what their fate's gonna be. So like, they don't they're they're kind of just like at peace with what it is you know and so like they still do need a disguise but like i think it's just like you know just so happens for the movie that's a job where they they don't need masks but i think at that point like the mask as the masks as like plot devices and symbolism like kind of just like let's go like they've that that symbolism has worked itself out, yeah. and now it's just—it's
0: like they've accepted their roles yeah. as yeah. these guys, the robbers, and and they're gonna die if they have to that way. Yeah, right. you know, but they'll do it with their faces out in the open so people can see it. Yeah, uh, can we? Also, just talk about how awesome those nun masks and costumes yeah. were. I mean, it's such a visceral moment, like, to be on the poster, and it's just so cool. And I, I just love this whole scene. Like, when they do the drive-by of the kid, and it's slow motion, it's just the nun in the car. Like, you could tell somebody in a mask, but it's they're just staring at the kid. It's just fucking awesome it's it's very unique like the skeleton ones at the beginning are kind of expected but these ones are just like if you saw a group of nuns from 20 feet away going into a bank you wouldn't know that they were robbers so it's just such a i loved that choice specifically in this in this
3: scene i i think it's like some of the most like iconic imagery of like movies from like the 2010s sure for crime movies especially as soon as you see that mask you know you know exactly what the fuck movie it is.
1: I said it's one of the most iconic sequences in film history. Like as far as like new history, right? Like let's say 90s and up. Okay. Okay. Or even 2000s and up if you want to. I mean, this is one of the most iconic scenes and like how good is it that like they get the the fake stop, right? When that Jeep pulls in front of you, you're like, "Oh, it's up. They're fucked." And then it's the other other getaway car and then you're like oh that was a cool twist this chase scene's over no it's not they're still (laughs) fucking going and then you think oh they're fucked again the cops saw them and then he looks the other way you're like oh fucking the town
0: yeah you got me (laughs)
1: you fucking bitch like it's just so good
0: yeah
1: i love that scene it was awesome
0: oh you said there were four robberies in the movie right there's the opening robbery at the bank Mm mm-hmm there's the one where they're nuns, and there's the one at Fenway. What one am I missing?
3: I I guess I like the hockey mask. Yeah, one the hockey. It's refer- not really that's the other but yeah.
0: yeah. Of the can I ask of the three, which did you guys love the most, Josh? I, that's your answer, right? Yeah, The, the nuns one. Yeah, yeah. you same, guys.
2: Man. Mine's Fenway. I love the whole sequence of it and everything in the climax. Yeah. Them not knowing that the cops know everything and they're outside until the very end.
1: It's it's a, that was a good twist, How, how yeah. awesome
0: is that moment where Ben Affleck, like, they just pulled it off, and they're about yeah. to drive away, and he, he's looking around, and you can tell on his face, he's like... Something's not right. It's too quiet. Yeah. This was way too <laughs> easy, and he's yep. staring up and down the halls, Then he looks outside, and there's fucking every single Boston PD yep. <laughs> officer waiting outside. Yep. That was great, and I also agree with Austin that that one's awesome. I love the the whole twist that they also have like the ambulance gear on so like they're going from one to the other they're ready with their second disguises and stuff but um yeah that one was i think not only because the gravity of like the the nun one from a visual aspect was awesome and i think more iconic but i did enjoy i think the ending one one,
2: yeah let Let me get like a whole thing of emotion with it too because like even when uh you know before they die like they have like the uh i think it was the the getaway car guy or what yeah time. yeah but he legitimately says like you know like go i'll take the pinch and them they know that he's not getting pinched he's he's gonna die no, like, but he and, knows and really. he knows like we're like okay maybe they will just get and then he bowls through and just gets unloaded on we're like holy shit yeah. <laughs> this dude just took his life for these guys yeah. like man
1: um hand in the air the, fir- at the first time you saw this movie Okay this, Not the second time The first time you saw the movie After the first scene where you're like Oh that was a cool remake of The Dark
3: Knight When did the Dark Knight so. come out? Two thousand eight. Oh, okay.
0: I don't think that I thought that. Oh, but dude, I, I, I was can like, see why
3: you would? I was yeah. like, yeah. oh, cool. I haven't seen sure. this before.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I see why you would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I was like, okay. Oh, you know, you know what we? Oh, were you done with your point though? No, I. Okay. I
1: mean, the movie obviously much better. Yeah. Not better than the Dark Knight. Nothing's better than The Dark Knight. But um grew to be its own amazing movie that is well worth watching and and has amazing bank robbing scenes after that. But, like, with Ben Affleck, like, watching Dark Knight, and he's like, man, one day I'd like to make a scene just like that one and also play Batman.
0: (laughs) Mission accomplished. He was, in
1: 2008, Josh Elsass and Ben Affleck had the same fucking ideas, okay? There you go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can I say what we haven't talked about a really cool – uh, from a directing standpoint, with not only that opening scene, but another scene later in the movie, if you remember that first robbery scene, when they're first going into the building, it cuts from the action to the black and white security yeah. footage, where it's completely silent as they're going in. I thought that was fucking amazing, because it's yes. so it's loud and tense, and then you cut to black security footage black and white where you can't hear anything and it just ups the tension so much because it's like loud and in your face and then dead silent and you, you can know, see everybody you know getting beat coming. down you know yeah. it's
2: coming with it but you just don't know when yeah. until you see like movement in and you're like oh shit it's about to go down yeah
0: like you see them on screen pummeling someone and because it's quiet completely silent like it's that much more effective yeah. i thought that was an incredibly God unique and, and fun can... choice hey justin uh-oh was that in the Dark Knight 2? It was in the
3: Dark Knight 2. <laughs> was
0: it? No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Go back, watch it. What scene?
1: At the beginning scene where they cut to the security footage. Oh, I remember there is. And then they so do it much. again in when he Batman's beating the shit out of the Joker in the in the room.
3: Well, it was a good idea, you know. Like <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean it's cool, but like, you know me. I'm I'm like a big point of view camera guy. Oh yeah. And hey, uh like Sean, doing... and uh <laughs> you know, they don't do it again for the rest of the movie.
0: They did it twice, they did it in two separate scenes.
1: Do they do it in two separate scenes? Yes. Okay. Alright, I'll I'll let this one pass. <laughs> Zach, I'm I I'll allow it. I hate I hate in every fucking good, bad movie doesn't matter. There's always the director is tempted to cut to the POV shot that is totally fucking unnecessary. Where it's like you see a character flying off the hill and they're like we have to show the character's v- viewpoint at this point of them going over the hill but yeah. the the camera's never in a viewpoint at any other point in the movie right it's always like That's the fair. contrast just observer versus like
3: the pov and right. it just pissed me off um could have been worse though. They could have like milked the shit out of it. And those like townies they go to rough up had like a, a ring doorbell or some shit yeah, back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, And then it looks like the strangers or some shit. Just yeah. these two goons and I, what, yeah.
0: I think they used it very appropriately and no, they didn't no, overdo absolutely. it. And they use it very effectively. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was. It's, it's very jarring to yes. go from being in the scene yeah. to silently watching it.
3: Well, let's say let's say it is like a rip of the Dark Dark Knight. Yeah. Let's say it is. Okay. How long do you have to wait for something to be like an homage? Well, like twenty like t- years. Uh, I mean, You, you was, don't have to. It's two, at two all. years too yeah, soon. Yeah, I don't.
1: Think I you wait not when it's The Dark Knight. Yeah, it's like you know, Citizen Kane came out and whenever, and then like a year later, someone's like put a wagon in a movie as an homage. Like you'd be like, okay, yeah. I mean, good, all
0: dude. all filmmaking is essentially these days taking. Ideas from other movies in the past, right? If you're a learned, learned director and you've Mm -hmm. studied film history and you're pulling this sequence from the last picture show and this sequence from Chinatown or this sequence from, you know, Wings or whatever it is, I think a lot, so many directors today certainly, (laughs) certainly can have their own style, but... You pull, so you have all these influences, right? And Scorsese would be the first one to talk about it, like yes. this yeah. this framing in Shutter Island was from this Italian film from the seventies, and it's like shot for shot. But Tarantino just, too, yeah, he yeah. is probably the best example of using right. stuff from other movies. Right. So I don't think you have to wait at all.
1: Nope, I agree, cool. and there's nothing wrong with it. It's no. just like in my 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 fucked up. I like to poke holes in things. Brain, <laughs> I was like that's the dark knight yeah (laughs) and scene okay where's the bad joker guy where's he at
0: i don't think we're going to talk about this in the ben affleck movie rundown okay we're doing all his i think movies that he starred in but let's quickly do the movies that he's directed i want to ask you guys if you've seen them and what you've thought well argo is going to be in that one but let me have you guys seen gone baby gone no the first movie he did or live by night which was the most recent
3: movie he did no no i tried to watch live by night okay yeah it wasn't I, supposed to. that was a bomb yeah it didn't go well gotcha <laughs> it didn't okay. go well but i i want to interject again and i hope i'm not cutting you off no, but no. before we get into Aflag, i was thinking about something i wanted to bring up and i didn't see it on the rundown here um can we talk about john ham yes sure all day so his what favorite character <laughs> let's here's talk my, about him here's my <laughs> question John Hamm.
1: Yeah. Oh, hang on. Let's just stare at him. FBI mm-hmm. agent. He's staring at you. Let me, handsome man.
3: <laughs> let me do let me do an homage to Josh's portion here. Show of hands. Uh-huh. Is John Ham an A list celebrity?
0: No. Oh. Uh, yep. He's not a movie star,
3: that's uh, for sure. He was a coach at the NHL
1: All Star game.
0: Well, yeah, because so, how many other celebrities are from St. Louis? Give me a
1: break. Oh, fucking Pam Beasley
0: was break. the
3: other coach. Or you <laughs> shut your goddamn yeah, they're, mouth. They're reaching a little bit. So here's where I'm torn. How many other quote-unquote TV actors have the same star power that John Hamm has? Because John Hamm is not – I looked. He's not in a ton of movies. Um, He's still kind of like – his IMDb was Mad Men, Black Mirror, the impossible, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Like he's in he's a not- lot of movies,
0: you just don't realize it. I don't think he's because he's not a movie star. Like he was in Bridesmaids, he was Kristen Wiig's yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, like, he he is in a fair amount of movies, but he's not he's not a movie star. Right? He's always gonna be. Don Draper. I don't think he's going to ever break out of that show and he can, they can put him in movies. I don't he doesn't have any box office draw. I don't think he's a, a fantastically diverse actor like no. I I say he's not a movie star even though I would say he's A-list because of Mad Men only.
3: I was going to say cuz even I he was in uh, Richard Joel and I was right? like mm-hmm. fuck, John Hamm is good mm-hmm. and he's not in a a ton of well commercially well-known movies. But I feel like he still has that like a-list movie star appeal.
1: Are you ready for my uh, my two my two uh, counter or er, to prove your point? Hit me. Brian Cranston yeah. mm. and his counterpart,
0: Aaron Paul. Thank you. You, <laughs> like, you can't. can't no, he's
3: he so no. he famous I couldn't no, remember yeah, isn't name. No, I'll, I'll put my foot down. Aaron Paul's got to get the fuck out. Hold of Hold on, category. wait. You're,
0: you're saying that Brian Cranston is the same as. Uh, John Hamm, like yeah. they're they're equals. Are yeah. you saying
3: Aaron Paul is the same as John Ham? Yeah. That's,
0: that's, I don't think I it's can't.
3: True. I won't stand for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I get what you're Wait, saying. Why? I can't. I, you, I, get I what mean, you're they saying. were. Brian
1: Cranston was on uh, Malcolm in the Middle as the dad, right? <laughs> okay. Then yeah. was in nothing, and then was Walter White, and now he's Brian Cranston. And Aaron Paul was in nothing, then he was Jesse Pinkman, and now he's. Well, I mean, it's just Jesse Pinkman again and again and again. But so is John Hamm is just Don Draper again and again and again and again.
0: Aaron Paul tried to be a movie star. He starting uh, Need for Speed, and that movie was a big bomb. Uh, and I think that's kind of what did him in, like, Charlie Hunnam. You know, it's like these guys have – there's A-list TV actors, oh, I think.
1: he just yeah. took down Charlie.
0: I know. You know Charlie's my boy because oh, Sons God. is my favorite Sons show Sons of all time, Andy. except wow. with The Office. Mm. But Charlie is not – a movie star as much as it pains me to say that King Arc was a big bomb. He's done some indies that he's been pretty good in, but it's like these these T V guys who are in big shows like get on the A list for TV, but I don't think they get on it's so hard to separate them like just T V and movie guys, but I feel like all the guys that we've talked about are in the same boat where they were A list T V stars, but it doesn't transition to the movies.
2: I guess you've never seen Green Street Hooligans, but that's fine. it's a great movie, yeah. I love so, Green Street Hooligans. I was gonna say. He's right. Jack,
0: that movie, he's Jacks Teller in that movie. Charlie Hunnam, unfortunately, oh, does, not a, in in does not have a, he does not have a huge range. What are you
2: talking about? Yes, he is. No, he's not.
0: A, that's the movie that Kurt Jax Sutter Teller convinced him he could do Jacks Teller, Teller on. So, yeah, he is, he definitely Maybe is. different, no. Okay, it's not a motorcycle gang, it's, oh, no it's a shit, soccer gang. But I'm gang. saying
2: it's not the same ideology. Like, I don't know. I, think, I don't think so.
3: I think I came across as too harsh in regard to my response to Aaron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I came off as aggressive. Okay? Aaron Paul to so w- John Ham's I I want to sure. walk it back. Okay. A little because bit. Because you
1: were drinking with at it it Jacks, is that why?
3: <laughs> what the fuck do you know?
1: About
3: <laughs> <laughs> this motherfuckers wearing a that wire. Yeah. No, no, but I mean, I'll say I I don't I respect Aaron Paul, but I would respectfully disagree that he has the same star power that Brian Cranston and John Hamm have. Okay. I agree with you. Cause at least one. I've seen them like do like other things like, yeah, John Hamm's fucking, you know, going to be Don Draper forever. But that episode of black mirror was almost a movie. It's like an hour and a half long mm-hmm. and it's like a different character. And he Bryan- does
1: have, he does have comedy chops. He's funny in bridesmaids. Yeah.
3: Brian Cranston in that fucking wheelchair. That movie with Chris Hart, that's incredible, you know. Yeah, The Untouchables. Yeah, it was pretty good. I like Kevin it, Hart. Know? Yeah, fantastic yeah. movie. But I, I honestly don't know anything that Aaron Paul's done besides I Breaking I Bad.
2: Believe BoJack Horseman. He votes. I was, I was looking
3: for a, uh, a movie though, because okay. well, I... that. I mean, that's
1: still a TV show. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. You can be a TV show star twice.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, Aaron Paul's an indie guy. So, but it's a, it's a hard question to answer though. If mm-hmm. these guys are A-list. Yeah
3: you know i uh, it's hard i would say John Ham more than Brian Cranston i th- think i think it but depends like,
1: on i think now yes then no
3: i'm i'm just kind of curious as to why he he didn't translate as well who john, john ham cuz i think he has like everything that you would see in a typical like movie star Yeah. you know not like a you know like an action star but like I can think of like probably eleven movies I'd rather seen John Hammond than fucking Mark Ruffalo, but I, don't I just hate Mark Ruffalo. So,
0: I think there's a couple reasons for it. One, he's so iconic and well known as Don Draper. Yeah, if he puts a
1: suit on, yeah, you're people you are just can't see put see him Don in a suit. Don, yeah. I don't
0: think John Ham could disappear into a role ever. I think he plays authority figures with the same haircut and the same look in every movie that he plays, and I think that's part of it is he doesn't have that's true the the real dramatic theater range as an actor. I think he's too similar in in look and attitude and characters and that's probably being typecast because of Mad because it was so good.
3: Yeah, I think um <clears throat> I don't hate that. I agree. Yeah.
1: I'm uh, I'm like going through my Rolodex of like, you know, Josh gets his one shot at a fucking movie and is John Hamm gonna be in that movie? As much as like Mad Men is one of if not my favorite T V show of all time. I don't know I'm gonna cast John Ham. like Tom Hardy, duh, <laughs> like <know> um, <laughs> Killy Murphy, duh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm. but like, I don't know. I'm gonna fucking cast John Ham.
0: Yeah, I think he's. I think he's one-dimensional.
1: Unless, yeah, unless I'm I'm doing a movie where I need a suit and a haircut.
2: Yeah, I mean, they tried to do. I mean, I've never seen it, but they did cast him as Shazam, and I mm-hmm. haven't watched it fully because it. Completely like goes around in 180 of how his character normally is of proper and like in your face demeanor to very silly childish kind of thing and that's how he all that's how he was too with um
0: wait you're saying John Ham was in Shazam yeah that was Zachary Levi okay obviously I don't know what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> I was gonna say holy shit that was John Ham definitely not John Ham yeah. that's yeah. All right I gave you the nod that it was him and, and generic I was white guy wrong as well, so yeah. uh a hand up I was also wrong Austin but I also think Matt Damon and um. Mark Wahlberg are the same person. And that Rachel McAdams <laughs> and uh, what's the other one? What's the other Adams? Amy Adams. Amy Adams They're are the, the same s- person. They are the same well, fucking person. That. They're not.
0: <laughs> I don't agree on that one at all. But <laughs> I know who Tom Hardy is. Man, and I know that Paul so, so, Rudd is
1: the actor of a generation. So, oh, don't <laughs> even get back into that one. Oh, no. We already did a whole show on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it
0: was a nightmare. Leo. Yeah, he's better. Brad. He's better. Let's just let's give it up. All right. So you guys, you guys say what? What was our results for? Do we think John Hamm's on the A list?
1: A list, yes. Not necessarily transitions to a blockbuster actor.
0: Right. A list, yes. Movie star, no. Right. Correct. Cool. Agreed. All we're all right. agreed. Yeah. Nice. Good question, though. Is interesting. Is he a
1: badass Don Draper? Yes. No, that's all right. Um, so l- this is a, a new thing. Austin's not gotten to do this. Zach, you didn't get to do this last time you we were on. Um, it's called overrated underrated. You can say fairly rated. Okay. But we're going to list Ben Affleck movies. And off the top of your head, you say <laughs> oh. overrated, underrated. Oh, I love this. Okay. Okay? okay? Yeah. All right. So let me pull this up. First one, my boy, K. Smith, Mallrats, overrated, underrated.
0: I have not seen, so I abstain. Although I'll, I'll say Kevin Smith because I love Pittsburgh. <clears> so
3: I'll say overrated. Oh. <gasps> Only because I see another movie on this list that I will fucking die for Okay. that has very <laughs> okay. similar okay. circumstances. Okay, okay, so, okay, okay.
2: I have not seen it either, so I abstain.
1: Clerks is what gets all the, all the you know, awesome hoopla, whatever. Mallrats is where this cast of characters that Kevin Smith makes a series of movies over really takes a hold. So Mallrats, to me, is underrated.
0: Okay. Is Mallrats, like, the predecessor to Clerks? Like, it's the, uh, it before. yeah, it's after. Oh, it's, it's after. It's sequel. Okay. Technically, After Clerks 2? No, or, Clerks 1,
1: then yeah. Clerks 2. Okay. 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 Actually, there's a series of movies on Clerks 2, but... All right. Uh, ooh.
0: Chasing Amy. I abstain. I have not
2: seen this one either.
0: Uh, I don't think it's... It's definitely not overrated, because I don't think anyone <laughs> is so like, oh, Yo, you see Chasing <laughs> Amy? It's so good. <laughs> Jason Lee was in it. That's amazing, though.
3: Is this a Kevin Smith one, too? Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith, right? Mm-hmm. This one? Mm-hmm. A lot of Kevin Smith. Affleck and Smith are... They're
1: real buds, and, and that'll come up later. Just how real buds they are.
3: Yes. Uh,
0: I, this is probably just fairly rated. Yeah. Like,
3: I'll, yeah, yeah sure. I would I would swap it out for what's that one with J Lo? Forces of Nature. Jersey Girl.
0: Oh, oh okay. yes, I think
2: so. Yeah, I'll swap.
3: So. Yeah, I'll okay. say fairly rated because I would swap it off for right.
1: that. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. Um, <laughs> Goodwill Hunting
2: overrated or
0: underrated? Yeah, you don't think a, I think it's fairly, it's fairly rated. Fairly rated.
3: It's a it's a classic, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it can't be it. If I say overrated and I would deter somebody from watching it then I would feel like an asshole. I I feel like fairly the, rated. The problem with
1: saying that it is anything but underrated is that I don't think it gets the when you bring up classics, I don't know the Goodwill Hunting gets thrown into that conversation as quickly as it should.
0: But when you say the name, people instantly think
2: classic. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like
1: Robin Williams, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Right. Yeah, Fucking awesome. Yeah, this Great is, movie. This is Terry's pick
2: also, if we ever want to review this. He wants us to review this. Movie. Who does? Terry, my dad. Oh. Sis said, uh, you All should right. review that one with that uh, Matt Damon. And I'm like, oh, that really narrows <laughs> it down. Yeah. And, and right. this is right. not
1: Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> i don't think you guys so. are fucking me right now. i only know because yeah. the poster you All know right. what's
0: interesting too about that one ben affleck plays the role in that one that jeremy Ren- jeremy renner plays in the town yes he's the side guy yeah. who's gonna stay there yeah. forever and fucks up will Hunting's life.
1: every day i drive this door and i hope you're not fucking there there you go <clears throat> that was my,
0: bad my boy's boston wicked accent. smart we should have done this whole smart. thing in boston, yeah. Yeah. boston why don't we do this whole thing in boston X? okay Let's wind it back it. start from the beginning um Yo, we watched this wicked movie called the town mm-hmm. huh we went over to the park and got some dogs
1: Arm-a-fucking-geddon.
0: am a geddon It's Armageddon, a geddon isn't it?
1: I don't want to close my eyes.
0: I hate Bruce Willis so much. <laughs> <laughs> I might
1: miss you, babe. Oh. And I don't want to miss a thing.
0: Well done. Well played on that one.
1: Even when I saw this movie at the drive-in, I dreamed of you. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> oh, that man. same drive-in we were at on Wednesday. Just there, yeah. yeah. For the stress Which show. one? The Starlight. Butler. Butler. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Butler. Uh, duh. It's like... I really want to say overrated, but it's like, it's such a, but it's such a nineties, bad Michael Bay. Like it's almost like iconic for what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'll be the one to say it. I'll say it's overrated.
3: Oh Oh my God. Michael Bay. Our boy. I fucking love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love it. I yeah, I mean Steve Bus- Steve Buscemi, the fucking guy like this is how we fix problem in Soviet space program. He just oh banging with God, a fucking giant right. ratchet that's right. or yeah. wrench. I fucking love this movie. The, the
0: music, of course, is soundtrack iconic. kills. Yes. And I, but I love. I think the best part about it is, I don't know if it was Cinema Sins or like Honest Movie Trailers or some shit, but they broke down like how just terribly unrealistic and stupid yeah. it actually was. Like, where yeah. they just landed on this asteroid and they were drilling and doing all this stuff and it makes no sense at all. But when you're watching the movie, like you don't question it. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, this is okay. Why?
3: Well, we're talking about trailers real quick. When I first like did the Wikipedia search on the town to see if uh, Renner was from Boston, um, it said that the trailer for the town starts off with like a voiceover like, there's over 300 bank robberies a year mm-hmm. in Charlestown. And Wikipedia was like, actually, there's like 23 robberies a year in Boston. We had, like <laughs> no idea where the fuck 300 came from, but that's a wildly exaggerated number. That's not even close to true. And I was like... It's yeah. not even remotely close. <laughs> they were like there were 36 total robberies in Massachusetts in a yeah. five-year period. I was total like, heard uh, Anybody?
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, Armageddon. I'm gonna say overrated just because I don't love it as much as everyone else does. Sorry, Zach.
3: That's cool. I mean, <laughs>
0: but I respect I respect it for what it is and what it represents.
3: It still has one of
1: the best like pre-sex scene sex scenes ever oh my with God. the with the uh,
3: the animal cracker. animal cracker. Oh yeah, man.
1: I love that movie. (laughs) Fuck you guys. That movie's great. It's so bad, but it's great.
0: All right. uh, Shakespeare in Love. I never saw it. I think it's underrated. Uh, It won the Best Picture Oscar that year, and it was a huge upset. It did. And I think a lot of people uh, only kind of know it for that, but I don't know how many people have actually watched it. It's a very good movie. It's Mm well-written. It's incredibly well-acted. I mean, it's very well done.
1: Do you uh you want to know what happened as I put this on on screen today in, in pre-show, I went, huh? Jeffrey Rush is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: hell yeah! Judy Dench won an Oscar for her eight minutes of screen time. Yes. Yeah, Colin uh, Firth, solid cast. Good one.
3: The lady that started Goop is in it. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. cool. Before
0: Gwyneth, she was the former actress Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow,
3: the
1: Gooper.
0: Yeah. That goop lady was in it. The
1: woman that did not know she was <laughs> shooting Marvel movies. Um, all right. I would say it's underrated as well. Okay. I think um, it stole that Oscar for a reason. Yeah. It's, it's a really good movie. Uh, K. Smith. Uh, yes, Zach's going. Yes. yes. Hit him with it. Tell him why. Can I can I go like on a brief oh, little tangent just, about this? I will okay. pull my Kevin Smith jersey out of my closet, and we'll wave it in the air as it happens.
3: So here's the deal. I... You know, I feel like this is like another trope that people can't not talk about this. But fuck you, I went vegan like five months ago. Kevin Smith went vegan after he had this heart attack. He's lost a shit ton of weight. Him and his daughter started a podcast. So I've been reintroducing like I really enjoy this podcast with Kevin Smith and his daughter. I am going to go back through Kevin Smith's like catalog of movies. I can't fucking get behind Clerks. I I I fucking hate it. It's terrible. But I remember that I love Dogma. So one night I'm like, I'm going to rent Dogma. It's not on any streaming service. And I'm not smart enough to illegally download movies because I'm like just old enough where I think Atta I missed boy. a curve on that. So <clears throat> I'm like, how the fuck do I find Dogma? So I like Google, like, why can't I find Dogma? So Dogma was uh, done by Miramax, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I think is right. that the one that that's correct. Harvey Weinstein was involved in? Yep, yep. Yeah. So Harvey Weinstein bought the rights to dogma off of miramax like personally harvey weinstein personally owns miramax so when all this legal shit popped off and like all of his assets were frozen or whatever the fuck happened when they came around to like print it to like blu-ray and shit like that he was just kind of like dealing with his own shit so recently the 20th anniversary came around and kevin smith was like The reason that there's no, like, 20th anniversary, like, box sets or anything like that is Weinstein owns Dogma, and we're just not fucking with that guy, which I thought was interesting. But I found it at The Exchange. Nice. And I watched that motherfucker, like, two weeks ago, and it's one of my favorite Ben Affleck roles. Nice. Just the scene of him, like, coming down with the angel wings in front of the Mm. fucking church is, like... (laughs)
0: And filmed in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, shout out to the film office and everybody else in the Pittsburgh film community.
1: Ben Affleck. Matt Damon. Selma Hayek. Jason Lee. Alan fucking Rickman and Chris
3: Rock. You're not watching that movie? Alanis Morissette.
1: (laughs) That's right.
3: Alanis Morissette.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. This movie kicks ass. It's underrated. George Carlin. That's right. George Carlin's in it. How can you say no? All right. Did anyone say Reindeer (laughs) Games?
0: No, but I yes. love that in roll call the little black kid is always calling Sean William Scott Reindeer Games because yeah. he's white. It's like, fuck you, Reindeer Games. <laughs> I'm not Ben Affleck. <laughs> that, that's all I know about Reindeer Games. Sean Scott is definitely not Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah,
3: I thought I thought Reindeer Games was. I don't know why I thought I just heard the name a lot, like growing up Mm -hmm, and I kind of thought it was like on the same level as Goodwill hunting. So I watched it one day and it sure shit not. (laughs) Uh, And it's got that guy like, uh, it's got that guy like Dennis Fiera or whatever that hosted the, the, the second, I guess like the first reboot of unsolved mysteries He's like this mustached fuck. Uh, It's not a great movie. It's overrated. People like it. It
0: sucks that you say that because actually looking at this poster and this cast, I'm like, I kind of want to see it. This looks like it could be a good 90s action movie. You just like share it there on.
3: It's a a good 90s action movie, but in the same way that like... Face Off is. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You'll probably enjoy it, but you won't really feel like fulfilled after watching it. Who directed it? it? You look at him leaning in closer,
0: trying to figure it out. I'm trying to see who directed nice. it. He
3: probably didn't even play it. His full name on looks on like it would just
0: fit in with like Bay and, or yeah. Con Air yeah. or like yeah. those, yeah. those, those movies Bay that movie. are like that's iconic of that era. Back. You know, it's I a mean, a there's Bay. a
3: Santa, a guy in a Santa costume coming out of the Flaming Casino. You know how, how I know like, it's a Bay movie? That's
0: the first picture on the. That's <laughs> yeah. as, as you yeah. pull it up.
3: You know how I know it's a Bay movie?
1: There's fire in it on the poster. Like. Got to have fire on the poster. Bad Boys 1, 2, 3, all have fire on the posters. All right. How about Pearl Harbor? Uh,
0: Pearl Harbor, I think, is fairly rated. I don't really think anyone loves Pearl Harbor. I think think it's like other Michael Bay movies in that people respect the technical wizardry of it, but the movie itself is like people know is terrible. Yeah. Overrated.
3: Any movie that came on two VHS tapes, you knew it was about to be like a long fucking haul. Yeah. But uh, it's alright. When say. they shot
0: this movie on film, they shot over a million feet of film, which was like oh, a huge right. landmark. Yeah. When they shot on film, that's yeah, how you yeah, knew a movie yeah, was yeah, like yeah, Jim, yeah. like James Cameron movies were like a million feet of film, and that's that's how you knew it was fucking long as hell. Yeah.
1: So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Austin, I know what you're you're thinking. It's Michael Bay movie. Where's the flames? You see, that's smoke oh, I'm very from familiar. flames. I'm very <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I just wanted yeah. to make sure you were up on it. All <laughs> right. Explosions. <laughs> yeah. Jay and Silent Bob strike back I just, under fuck, fucking rated
3: shut up we'll move on
0: all kevin smith's underrated i didn't realize Ben Affleck underrated. Was in. Every,
1: will ferrell's in movie. this fucking movie
3: i am the that's click true. commander
0: it is
1: is it the best kevin smith movie
2: new no.
3: uh, maybe <laughs> maybe why mark, why? mark hamill oh has a saying? lightsaber in this movie
2: that's
0: true I, would you put this above zach and miri make a porno Ooh. yeah, what I'm saying. this guy or jump in the State.
1: gun. All right. It's above Tusk. I like Tusk. Oh, man. I don't know how I feel about it. All right. Uh, Austin, Oof. how was Daredevil?
2: Oof. <laughs> overrated.
1: Overrated. Oh, shit. I don't think it was overrated. I think everybody thought it sucked. And yeah, then I think it it's sucked. I'd say yeah. <laughs> fairly
0: rated. <laughs> no. Look at this poster. I mean, oh, my God. It's Awful. so bad. Awful. Jennifer Garner.
1: Was he dating Jennifer Garner at the time? They this were part? married. They, they were married. Kids together. They were married oh. for like 15 years. And, and then he divorced her and He divorced dated her Jan-
0: and shacked up <laughs> with, uh, yeah, now Anna <laughs> Dearmas. Oh, boy. That's good producing, Austin. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's
1: solid producing. Uh, did anybody see Jigili?
0: No. Did anyone see Jigili? No. no. Not this a single person like in the no? world saw Jigili. It's
2: uh, like a bad no. ripoff of Grease. <laughs> Like honestly, it was
0: it was such a huge bomb.
2: Oh
3: Jennifer my god, Barnes it's like notorious. He looks pale as fuck. I'm getting Thank some serious know. like Twilight vibes. Yeah. Ooh yeah. Yeesh. Jennifer Lopez though is beautiful. Can you um, change the slide? It's making my head hurt. Yeah. How about Jersey Girl? <laughs> There's
2: Jersey Girl. Yeah. He wanted it all, but he got more. This is literally than he Kevin Smith's
0: for. entire filmography. Uh pretty much. You know, I haven't seen Jersey Girl. I think I've saw parts of it, or I saw it a long time ago, and it was not bad.
1: I didn't see Jersey Girl. I don't yet. think I've seen it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Smoke and Aces. Has Underrated. anybody seen... have seen it? Underrated. Underrated.
2: Yes. I like this movie. I actually have it on DVD. Like, this is, like, the typical one guy, like, has – they're all trying to, like, take money from this one guy in one location, like, all these different gangs and everything. And Affleck plays, like, one of the – people in it. I think one of the cops, if I remember correctly, one of the dirty cops it's so good. Like the whole premise of it way ahead of its time in my own. Hell of, a, hell of a
3: cast. I was just saying Yeah, who's in it? I, hell of a cast. I think I remember there being like ben a lot Affleck, of heavy Jason hitters. Bateman,
2: Common, Andy Garcia, <laughs> Alicia Keys, Ray Liotta, Jeremy Pippin. Pippin? Pivin. Ryan Reynolds. Oh shit. Okay. Like it's crazy gas cast. Like i have to have you guys like – Man, you got right.
1: a Hobbit in the movie. You got Deadpool in the movie. You have the least successful star from Goodfellas in the movie. I remember, I remember
3: <laughs> so
0: looking awesome. into this movie and wanting to watch it, and I pulled it up on Rotten Tomatoes where it's at yeah, 30%, 30% percent. and it yeah. turned me off to it. Although the audience score is 62, so that's pretty good. But, yeah, I, I remember looking into this like, ooh, this looks stylish and cool and sexy and fun, and the reviews were like –
1: I think there was another movie around this time, Justin, because we're in high school here, and maybe you can, because there was another casino robbery movie around that time. 2007, yeah,
3: was it
2: 21 with Kevin Spacey. No, it was the
3: same time like Lock, Stock, and Smoke and Barrels oh, came that was, out. That was, that was like yeah, I or was like Seven psychopaths. psychopaths. I want to say that later. there were a lot of like movies like this. Posse Cup movies yeah. like yeah. this around that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mississippi
0: yeah, yeah. Grind was 2008. Rounders, no, that was earlier. But do you remember Twenty One, the, the blackjack movie? Yes, that that was, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it was Twenty One. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Uh, she's he's just not that into you, Austin.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the cast, <laughs> and I remember that there's always like one of these Hallmark Valentine's Day movies <laughs> that makes it into theaters, and I'm like, fuck this, I'm not doing it, so I'm abstaining. Oh, is,
3: it, is that is that? E from Entourage.
2: Yeah, that's E. Kevin Conner. Look at this cast: Drew Barrymore,
0: ScarJo, like Bradley, Cooper, Bradley Cooper, Holy Justin shit. Long, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah I want I'm gonna say this. I'm a sucker for this movie. I think I love the cast. I think it's very charming as a romantic comedy. Jennifer Goodwin is just like the cutest girl next door in the world. So yeah, this is as far as romantic comedies go, where it's like four different plot lines going on at once. It's definitely not the worst. I, this movie's charming. I think it's underrated.
3: This is the awesome I haven't f- seen it, but. I would watch this. Movie. This
1: is also there somehow we a movie where Ben Affleck and Justin Long are in it, and it's not directed by Kevin Smith. I know, right? Miracle. So that's just kind of you know a fun little. Yeah. Twist he was there. there. He was there. In All right, kids. Uh, you know what? We'll we'll hold on that one. We'll come back Same to that now. one last.
0: How about Argo? Argo. You know what? Argo. Fuck yourself. That's what I have to say. Jesus. Really. really? <laughs> No, it's a quote from the movie. You guys uh, never heard of it? Oh oh my, you're like, Oh my god! Like, really? Have you guys seen Argo? Yeah. At all? That's Argo's a, that's fucking a big awesome. Line in the movie. Alan uh, uh, Alan Arkin says it's hilarious. Argo, oh, fuck yourself. Yeah. Argo is so awesome. It's I, so I think it's underrated. I think it won it won Best Picture. Yeah. But I, and Ben Affleck was left off the nominee list for Best Director, and it was a big outrage right. that yeah. year. Right. Right. But I think people forget about this movie and how good it actually was. Mm-hmm. Was
3: this his first time directing? No. Third. third,
2: third, because
0: yeah, yeah, it was gone, baby, gone, then mm. the town, and then Argo, yeah, oh, about right. the uh, Iranian hostage crisis. Yeah. Great uh, movie, yeah. underrated,
2: yeah. I would I, say underrated.
1: The anxiety that you all talked about having while watching Uncut Gems, I had during Argo.
2: That's true. I mean, I was like on the edge
1: of my middle. chair the yeah. entire time. I would
3: have yeah. to re watch it. I think I saw it probably like around the time it came out, yeah.
0: Well, what made it more fun, too, is that. the the movie's plot was people faking that they were in the movie business. So, of course, that was fun for us because they were like, yeah, these are our fake sets and these are our fake locations and I'm the producer and stuff like that. It was awesome. Underrated.
3: Gone Girl. This fucking movie. Yeah. Is that a good or a bad this fucking movie? If we're talking... I would like I said I'd have to rewatch Argo, but if we're talking Affleck movies that gave me that Uncut Gems anxiety, this is the uh, one. Yeah. This is Cut. this might be this might be more anxiety inducing than fucking nice. Uncut Gems, but okay. That's David this Fincher. is a top five movie mm-hmm. like of Fincher's all time favorite. for me. Yeah, wow. I never wow. trust. I never like trust a fantastic. woman again. <laughs> never, no.
0: That's interesting, and I do I like this movie a lot. And David Fincher was on a roll at this point. He did he did social network
1: what movie
0: gone girl so david fincher did social network and then girl with the dragon tattoo and then this girl back to back and like that trifecta is such a fucking hat trick and i know josh hates the social network
3: such a, so a bad movie same same i fucking yeah, i hate movie. the social network yes so Just good I, I fucking i, hate. I can't I get these guys out of here i can't choke artists do you, <laughs> do, you, do you think it's better than gone girl
0: uh yes absolutely he rolled out of absolutely what i was gonna ask you guys is do you think that this is better than girl with the dragon tattoo which was david fincher's movie right before this and they're very similar in yeah. their tone and their feel and the mood and the look and all that stuff i think girl's dragon tattoo may be a little better that's a fucking anxiety inducing movie that
3: this i i think the most anxiety inducing scene in any movie for me is when Skarsgård has Daniel Craig on the table, and he's got, like, the the clippers. Yeah, he's, like, about yeah. to get into it. And he's, him. like, about to cut his dick off. On oh. Like, oh she gets him God. with the golf club, and his face oh. is all fucked up.
0: Yeah. Mm. I love Gone Girl. I think it's fairly rated, but I want... Do you guys over there, do you like this more than... I've Drag never does. seen this I, movie. I... Oh, you need to. It's Dude. Stupid. Wait, what? Josh has not seen the movie. It's because you... Fincher's overrated. Oh, my. Get out of here. It's just... <laughs> roll oh, on yes.
1: for that one you're, you're, you're telling you you're right just, now i'm kicking you off I'm your I'm own paralyzed podcast. I'm telling you right now
2: austin you said which one did you like better i, I like gone girl a little bit better than okay dragon tattoo it, watching this movie for the first time about halfway through maybe so uncomfortable as yeah. a human being watching Agreed. this film that i was like i need to turn this off i'm gonna have an anxiety attack yeah,
0: agreed. Really well made film. The music also really good. Those yeah. three movies that Fincher did in a row, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the score for all three of them, and this one was really interesting with the use of water goblets for the soundtrack. Very ethereal and mysterious. Yeah, Gone Trent great. Reznor,
3: good. David Fincher, bad. I, who He's, is this guy? Can can next time I'm, I'm invited back, <laughs> <laughs> if ever, if um, you know whatever, but. This would have to be my pick, especially if you haven't seen it, Josh. This movie is fucking.
1: I don't think you can pick back to back Affleck movies. I yeah, think there has but, to be a rule against. But that. you heard him say that he thinks
0: David Fincher is overrated. So
1: but, how can you get, get into?
3: But we both this hate movie? The Social Network. Did
0: you see Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Josh? I like I did, but I don't remember it. Daniel Craig and Rooney Mara. Yeah, I, I don't they. remember it. Okay, well, yeah, well, Gone Girl's awesome.
3: We'll wait till like November or some shit. I'll, okay, you know, all right, let it right. breathe for a minute. But we we okay. gotta talk about Gone Girl. Okay. Austin, I hate this movie so, <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> so much. I hate this movie. I I didn't see it. I hate Superman. You have the
2: premise for such a great mashup, and you fuck everything up. Poor so Batfleck. Yeah.
0: Uh, he's coming back. I guess he's not so bad that he can't come back and be in a new Batman with Michael Keaton. Yeah. So, yeah. all
1: right. Um, and finally,
0: look at that poster. It's just those. It's nuts. so good. It's iconic. So good. It's fantastic.
1: Overrated. Underrated.
0: I think fairly rated, okay, but That's I fine. don't know if as many people have seen it as I wish had seen it.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: For for that reason, I'll I'll say underrated because I don't think as many people know about it as as they should. I feel like it's it's thrown in there when people talk about Boston movies,
1: like Zach was there. Oh, it Departed and and The Town best, and uh, yeah. yeah, Boondock
0: Saints, Boondock yeah. Saints. Hello.
1: Like uh, but I think it's it stands out from not only the pack of Ben Affleck movies but as a truly great crime thriller mm-hmm. um that I would show to I think I always think about this like okay you're you're hanging out with I always put like what Justin we were like 13 when we were really started to get into movies and so like would I say hey 13 year old Josh here's here's a list of movies I want you to watch would I be like when the town comes out you need to go see it in theater.
2: I'd say you would. Like this is one of those movies that I think younger version of you would have really loved to see and analyze and pick it apart with your brain.
3: And then the next day you go to school in Adidas track suit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that's for Capicola on yeah, my burrito. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Justin What? You think this is something you would you would tell younger us in in my basement. Hey I man, would tell, I would tell everybody
0: to go see put, this.
1: I would put down Boondock Saints. <laughs> this I is better.
0: I wouldn't pull this. I wouldn't put this at the top of like heist movies that you would watch. Like I I would put like Heat and The Dark Knight. And yeah. A couple other movies up there. If you're like for the sake of film history, talking about heist movies and like learning filmmaking and stuff, but I certainly would like everyone to see this movie at some point. I think it's fantastically well made, well acted, yeah. well written. I just love this shot so much of the yeah, nuns so with good. the with their weapons. Oh,
1: man. All right, so overrated, underrated, fairly rated. We're all saying underrated I would
2: say to underrated fairly rated. To, to his point, okay. Yeah. I, right. I think
3: on some people's list, it might end up as like an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would say underrated because I think it deserves the credit a lot of other movies get. Nice, good way awesome. to put it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Derek says underrated, huge bench guy Terry. Oh. yeah Yeah. okay um (laughs) all right that concludes thoughts from the movies this week zach thank you for picking the movie and coming back on austin nice to have you back for a week here and then um next week justin and i'll be back to the uh the duo show and we'll have something else that i'll yell about and justin will tell me i'm nuts
2: now i will say a question do we not score them anymore is that out Oh, I forgot I've been I totally up. forgot about I, the scoring cuz we're, have to we're not necessarily doing
1: not yeah. <laughs> uh, sure, we can we, we can score. Later.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh Oh, well Austin, you seem like you have yours ready to go. Yeah. So what is it? Well, I will say that mine for this one is a 8.7.
1: An 8.7 he says. Yeah, it's okay.
2: not like I said, it's not too well known, but the feeling that you get when you finally see a film that maybe not a lot of people have seen that you have that pleasure of being like, Man, that's so cool. I love that I have this and maybe not a lot of people do because they don't see it, but
1: wait, what
3: was what did you say? I was? was at eight point seven. Eight point seven under Zach, thing, by the this way. This is actually your I know, I, f- I was like, Man, do I have my own fucking call? You dude, dude.
1: Um sick. There we go. just
0: just shut up. Zach, what Six. are you giving this one?
3: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to steal eight point seven, but it's like a that's a solid score. Like a a nine almost seems like too high, and a seven seems kind of low. But how about an I, eight? I'd say a seven nine. Seven nine.
0: Justin, you want me to go? Uh, I'm giving it a nine. And Love a nine, the town. He says. It's fantastic.
3: All right, let's look over the Josh scores here. All uh, right.
0: I always oh, have. Oh, you to know go what? I'm, I'm of, doing an 8 because Mystic Rivers an 8, and I think this is exactly on the same as Mystic Rivers. Okay. Yeah. So
1: we got Goodfellas at a 9 1. It's not as good as fucking Goodfellas, so it's not in the 9s. Okay. Social Network, I gave an 8. It's better than Social Network, so we're talking in the 8s. X Machina was an 8.7. I think
2: you fairly enjoy X Machina. Yeah, that's
1: a, a, I think a fair score there. Um,. And I'm seeing if there's anything else kind of around in that area. I would say it's better than Ex Machina. Wait.
3: What? Can I go? Can I change my score real quick? Yeah. I, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I want to go like 8 3. 8.3? Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay.
3: Okay. Especially if I gave Uncut Gems a 10, like putting this in the 7 seems just fucked up. So, yeah. all right. 8 3.
1: I'm going to go good old Patty Kane. Give me the double 8s.
0: All right. So everyone's in the eights on this one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: it's, it's... It's
0: a
2: well-deserved eight movie.
1: It's like, a good movie. Is it in that, what I always say, would it make your AFI top 100, yeah. your personal one? I don't think it, it makes it for me, but I think but it, it, it's...
2: It's an honorable mention. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's the best way to say it. It's
1: yeah. like
2: right outside that bubble. Right. Yeah. right outside the box.
0: All right.
1: Um. This has been Thoughts from the <laughs> Movies. Um, thank you guys for watching, and... Um, Justin and I will be back next week, and then we'll uh, bring the boys back around here next time we uh, review a
0: flick. So. Love it. Thanks for joining us, boys. Oh, all right. Great course, stuff. Thanks. Great thanks, stuff. Guys.